0: Are you ready? Your Wausau Cyclone to punch their ticket to the postseason. Wausau will host game two of the best of three series on Saturday, March 12th at 7.10 p.m. The first 250 fans receive a Cyclones playoff rally towel presented by Pizza Ranch and Cyclones playoff t-shirt thanks to four-season screen printing. Buy tickets at WasaCyclones.com. What is going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Sinholtz back with you for another episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey as the regular season has officially come to a close, and what a way to end it for your Wausau Cyclones. They head down to Peoria to take on the Mustangs, who uh, are a very, very good team. I believe the second overall uh, seed in the Central Division and had single-digit losses all season long. But the Wausau Cyclones head down to their home ice, and they beat them in back-to-back thrillers by a score of 3-2 to two, uh, in both those contests. Friday night was a 3-2 overtime victory, while Saturday the Cyclones were able to get it done in regulation. But what a way to end uh, the regular season for the Cyclones. You cannot get off to a better foot Uh, Regarding playoffs and uh, picking up momentum here at the end of the season, especially after a month of February, which maybe wasn't uh, as as great as we saw through January. They're kind of getting back on track here with some real solid performances the last few weeks against the top two teams in the division. Let's dive right into that Friday game. It was Hayden Shoemake starting things off at the 416 mark, assisted by Pavel Bakhtin and Luke Anderson. Tristan Trudell would tie it up late in the period for the Mustangs. The lone goal in the second belonging to the Cyclones' Dylan Chapman. That one would go unassisted. And then the the Peoria Mustangs, excuse me, had the only goal of the third period. It came with just a minute and a half to go in the game. uh, And it tied it up, sent it to overtime. But the Cyclones wasting no time. Gage veers but just 39 seconds in, took a feed from Zach Moppin and Blake Neal, and found the back of the net, again, uh, hoisting the Cyclones to another overtime victory. We've seen them be very, very good in the extra period across this entire season. Mitch Miskovich had himself uh, the best performance he's had in uh, a number of starts, a handful of starts, making 33 out of 35 saves. He gets the victory over the opposing Joe Ambrofi. And uh, again, it, it that... Elevated to the Cyclones to the 20-win mark, which you're going to hear me talk about in just a little bit with Coach Bailey. 20 wins is good enough, but they had 21 on the mind, and they would complete that goal on Saturday, getting it done, as mentioned, 3-2 to two in regulation this time. And it was in front of Ryan Burke, uh, the young goaltender who is our Players Only segment uh, guest on this episode. Uh, he made 31 out of 33 saves, his second consecutive uh, very impressive performance and his second win on the season. So he ends up with a 2-2 two and two record uh, overall. He got his first win back in Blaine uh, during the NA3HL showcase, but he made 31 out of 33 saves. Uh, so both goaltenders with over a 90% save percentage this weekend. He picked up the victory over Andrew, Andrew Duran, but, of course, you need some goals uh, to win a game as well, right? So uh, let's look at uh, who did the scoring for the Cyclones in this Saturday matchup. It was a scoreless first period. The first goal of the game did not come until 7 minutes and 17 seconds into the second period. Gage Viersba, fresh off his overtime winner, uh, gets one to go on the power play for the first goal of the game on Saturday. That was assisted by Zach Moppin and Wesley Coquet. Nolan Gifford, Uh, Got one about 10 minutes later, again assisted by Wes Koke. The Mustangs, of course, made it interesting. Uh, It took them about 30 seconds after that Nolan Gifford goal uh, to get one of their own and cut the lead to just one. So it was a 2-1 game going into the third period. And then C.J. Zins gets on the board, his fifth of the season, and his first one in a while. And who else with the assist but Wesley Koke. Completes the playmaker just a minute and 47 seconds into the third period. Dominic Bourdun also with an assist on that goal. Mustangs did not roll over, did not quit. They uh, did find the back of the net one more time, courtesy of Thomas Kaner, but it would not be enough as the Cyclones skate to a 3-2 victory, again, largely on the shoulders of Ryan Burke. Both games pretty clean, uh, limited penalties overall in both those contests, but Just cannot understate how big these games were for momentum uh, for the Cyclones and maybe putting a little bit of doubt into the mind of the Peoria Mustangs as well, uh, who had to start their playoff series against the Oregon Tradesmen already on Tuesday. Uh, So the Peoria Mustangs um, already in the midst of a playoff battle. Let's just take a look quick at uh, their schedule and what they were able to accomplish here. Uh, in the playoffs. So it looks like the Peoria Mustangs, losers of three in a row as the Oregon Tradesmen uh, with the victory in game one of their playoff series. Uh, So the Mustangs are going to have to win back-to-back games against the always dangerous Tradesmen. Winner of that uh, matchup will take on the winner of the Cyclones and Grizzlies matchup to see who ultimately comes out the victor of the Central Division. Uh, So a lot on the line here. Uh, A lot has happened, and I believe uh, a 6-5 to final score, courtesy of the Oregon Tradesmen, is what that game ended up being. Uh, So the Cyclones now obviously turn all of their focus to the Oregon, excuse me, to the Rochester Grizzlies. Uh, As we speak, they're about to hop on a bus, head over to Rochester, get settled in, and get ready for the first of hopefully three contests or two if the Cyclones can pull off back-to-back victories. We talk about that a little bit with Coach Bailey as well. But uh, realistically, we're hoping for three games coming up this weekend. They'll be on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if the Cyclones able to pull off a victory either on Rochester ice or at home on Saturday, they're going to have a tough task. They're going to have a turnaround, almost an immediate turnaround. Let's say you get home about 10, 15, 10, 30 on Saturday night probably on the bus by 6.30, 7 a.m. on on uh, Sunday morning. And then the puck drops at uh, 1 o'clock, I believe. Uh, that game had to be earlier, from what I know, uh, a little bit of a scheduling conflict over in Rochester. So they got to drop the puck at about 1 p.m. on Sunday. So it'll be tough for both the teams. I mean, Rochester has to come to Wausau on Saturday night, turn around and go home, and get ready to play Uh, on Sunday afternoon as well. So if it does indeed get to that third game, it should be a very, very interesting, very intriguing matchup. So what an incredible uh, regular season it was, but it's all about the postseason. Really uh, no time to reflect right now on how successful and how fun of a regular season that the Cyclones had because they have business to take care of this weekend. We'll have plenty of time to look back, reflect, and appreciate uh, once we know uh, what happens this weekend and beyond for the Wausau Cyclones, who realistically do have a shot to win this weekend. Uh, they ended up, I believe, 2-6 and six against the Rochester Grizzlies in the regular season. Uh, but two victories over the Grizzlies, nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, Rochester, always good, uh, sat atop the division all all season long, one of the best teams in the entire NA3, and 2-6, uh, and six, Not indicative of how close some of those games were, including both contests or uh, at least the second contest last weekend when Rochester came to Wausau to finish off the uh, home stretch for the Wausau Cyclones for the regular season. So it should be interesting, should be intriguing. All eyes going to be over on Hockey TV on Friday. Of course, if you're in the area or you want to make the trip, uh, I definitely encourage you to uh, head over to Rochester, be loud, wear your Cyclones gear. But more importantly, make sure you show up, show some fan support, get loud, uh, have some beers, whatever it takes to cheer on your Wausau Cyclones at home on Saturday. It's going to be a big one and a very important game regardless of the outcome of the Friday night matchup. So looking forward to that one. I am going to have the call Thrilled to be back on the mic for the Cyclones for the first time in roughly almost a month. Uh, so I'm very, very much looking forward to that. Hope it, you, that you'll come hang out with me on Hockey TV if you are not able to make it to the Marathon County Ice Arena. But don't forget, uh, we got a couple of different giveaways and lots of stuff happening on Saturday for the game. So do your best to come join us or otherwise uh, I will be uh, thrilled to bring you the game over on Hockey TV. That's about all I got for you. All that matters now is... Two victories in the postseason. That's the goal and that's the hope as we move forward here this weekend. want to thank you one more time for hanging out with us all regular season long. Hopefully, uh, we got a couple more in-season podcasts for you coming up over the next couple of weeks. But if this is it, um, I I, I do appreciate it a ton. Uh, We've had great download numbers, great listens, a ton of positive feedback uh, and and that's kind of the goal is to uh, do this podcast for you as listeners and for the players and uh, the the guys on the team to really get to express themselves and kind of talk about their thoughts on the season as well. So we appreciate you hanging out with us here the entire regular season. Now we turn our attention to the postseason. And of course, podcast isn't going anywhere. We run the offseason podcast and we're going to have a couple of uh, weeks left. Uh, regardless of what ends up happening this uh, coming weekend before we really transition into the offseason anyhow. So one more time, make sure if you want to get in on your last opportunity for some free Cyclones merch, make sure you tweet us or tag us on in an Instagram post showing us that you have shared this or any episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey, and you're going to be entered to win some great free stuff Here at the end of the season, that drawing will happen maybe sometime next week, uh, at latest the week after. So make sure you share the podcast, like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we appreciate it. We will talk to you this Saturday night over on Hockey TV. We've got a very full episode here for you coming up. We got Zach Serway, we got Coach Colin Bailey, we got the three rink managers. Uh, The guys who zamboni the ice and take care of the Marathon County ice arena as a whole, make sure everything is clean and ready to go for us, Uh, give us that great environment that we uh, appreciate during Cyclones games. And then we round out the episode with a a conversation with Ryan Burke, had a lot of fun talking to him. He's a very well-spoken guy uh, and found out uh, he's a lot younger than I thought, just uh, still a senior in high school and uh, has come out and uh, found a role on this team and made a positive impact And it was very good talking to him as well. So a lot here in the potential final episode um, of the season for Inside Cyclones Hockey. But let's not think that way. Let's uh, assume there's going to be a few more. Regardless, we got a jam-packed episode for you here coming up all right after this.
1: Do you like beer? Because we got you. We have
2: 40 tap lines to help peace everybody. Stouts, we got you. IPAs, plenty of them. Sours, you better believe it or if you're just like a standard domestic drinker, we don't forget you. Stop down tonight after the game, and we'll help satiate you.
0: Milwaukee Burger Company, located on Stewart Ave, just minutes away from the rink. And welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. And if you listened to last week's episode, uh, Zach and I, we got a lot of new stuff for you as well, but uh, we're just gonna parent a lot of the important points that we went over last weekend, because they are very, very important. Uh, starting with, hey, if if you're planning on coming down to the game on Saturday, you really, really should get here early. Uh, we are doing a giveaway, but there is a less T-shirts and giveaways available than there will be people in the building. So if you want to take advantage, you want to walk away with a Cyclones playoff T-shirt, definitely want to get here early, get in line early, and buy your tickets ahead of time. Right, Zach?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, people are going to be here early and with door, the doors open at 6 30 i would recommend personally if you want to make sure that you're one of the first 250 people in line to get the playoff t-shirt or rally towel, to be here by um, six o'clock so it's gonna be a lot of fun uh upcoming here on saturday night yeah i'm looking at the towels right now too
0: and they're they're super well done they're super nice they're those like microfiber cloth kind uh, the uh, the logo is not going to start chipping off on you, kind of, you know, when you go to brewer's games or these other places where uh, the towel is kind of rough, kind of hard, and, and it starts to kind of fade and chip off right away. That will not happen with these towels. A great product, as have all of our giveaways been uh, this season. And, Zach, thats I know it's something that we really take pride in. We are, I believe, the only organization across the entire NA3 that, that does any sort of giveaways, let alone uh, the number that we do. And, of
1: course, it's our uh, all because of our great sponsors, but we do it for the fans as well. Yeah, exactly. We take a lot of pride in providing a fun atmosphere for all of our fans that are coming to the games uh, over the course of this season and the playoffs is, is no exception to that. So we're really happy and a special shout out to uh, Pizza Ranch and Four Seasons Screen Printing for up with us on the uh, Rally towel and Playoff t-shirt. It's a unique atmosphere that our guys are going to be a part of here on Saturday night and uh, we're definitely looking forward to it upcoming um, for the postseason action.
0: Yeah, and if you were one of uh, the people who took advantage way back at the beginning of the season, we were talking a lot about the uh, full-season ticket packages where you could get in the door for every home game for like 250 bucks total or uh, something along those lines. And and not only that, uh, if you took advantage of, those, of that opportunity and you were here for all the giveaways, you really made out like a bandit this year. I mean, you got to see a lot of great hockey, a ton of home wins, uh, a, a crazy amount of giveaways – and uh, uh save money on ticket packages as well so the cyclones really have uh, treated the fans and the fans treated us very well this season it's been it's been a great marriage
1: exactly i mean from just looking back quickly from the wiener dog races the pint glass giveaways uh cowbell giveaways um the little synclonis t-shirt giveaways, socks socks all kinds of different stuff that we've done the specialty jersey nights. so it's been a lot of fun and uh we're really looking forward to uh seeing how the team can do this weekend and we're all anxiously awaiting definitely so the uh regular season has officially come to a
0: close and we've had a lot of great uh a lot of great atmosphere a lot of great fan interaction and stuff but thinking this Saturday is really going to be something special. We're planning on having uh, a jam-packed sellout building and I've played in a couple high school playoff hockey games before. I've played in a couple uh, other big games in uh, tournament finals and stuff like that and there really just is nothing like a, rock, a ruckus hockey crowd. Uh, people, I'm sure, going to be uh, hooting and hollering banging on the glass uh, cheering and when those lights go down when those house lights go down and we start to uh announce our starters on saturday it's gonna be goosebumps all around
1: yeah i think you described it perfect jake i was just getting goosebumps when you're just about to say that about the house lights going down it's um i think the other thing that i want to uh, to thank is all the people that help make this season special um i mean that starts from our For our new ownership group to the coaches to the players uh, to the fans and to the sponsors uh, i think we have something special brewing here in wausau uh people seem to uh to be excited about it all year round and uh we're looking forward to having um or them having our backs here this weekend
0: yeah 21 wins on the season uh just incredible accomplishment but and now the team, uh, we as fans, put that behind us for a moment. And there's only one, well, a couple of victories that matter this uh, this coming weekend. But uh, one thing that we're looking forward to now is playoff success. Uh, they've proved they can do it in the regular season. You guys have come out and uh, really supported us uh, quite well throughout the, the regular season. And now all attention turns to a couple of different contests. We need two out of three victories against the always scary, always uh, good Uh, rochester grizzlies but they have been beat by the cyclones already this season Uh, a couple of other close games as well and the cyclones i know taking a ton of confidence into this weekend things start tomorrow evening over in rochester zach if you want to maybe run down the uh the uh, potential schedule or i guess it's not potential anymore the uh, set in stone schedule as far as when those games are going to be taking place and uh, when they can check when the listeners fans can check them out over on hockey tv uh, as we've already talked about when doors open here on Saturday.
1: Yeah, so the f- game one kicks off Friday night at 7 p.m. at the Rochester Rec Center. Uh, game two, of course, will be back home in Walsall at 7:10 on Saturday night. And then a potential game three on Sunday will be back over in Rochester at the Rec Center at 1 p.m. So hopefully we won't need that game three if necessary, and uh, we can close it out Cyclones in two. That, that would be great. That's
0: the goal, but definitely do take note uh, of an extra early. Usually Sunday games are about 3 o'clock, 3.10. Uh, that puck drop will be at about 1 o'clock Central Time, so make sure you do uh, take note of that on Sunday if we are to get that far. Um, uh, Zach Another thing that uh, we did here at the end of the season, and I'm sure it's going to carry forward uh, throughout the, the coming seasons now, but i uh, got to give the credit to Mitch Miskvich, Uh came up with this idea, and I think it's turned out quite well. Uh, we're going to have about an eight-minute long YouTube video of uh, the guys practicing right before they leave for Rochester. So uh, really intense uh, practice, playoff atmosphere and uh, we mic'd up Misko and uh, put together a video. Zach did a great job shooting it earlier today, uh, and it's a lot of fun. So you're going to be able to check that out uh, over on YouTube in its entirety. And I know Zach, you're going to be probably posting clips to the different uh, social medias as well.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you'll want to look for that later uh, here on Thursday. And uh, Misko, if anyone knows him a little bit from interacting with him around the rink he's definitely a unique individual and. Uh, certainly provided some interesting clips throughout the the mic up segment today
0: yeah he was the the perfect candidate to uh, kick this thing off and be the first uh, mic'd up cyclone in history so definitely keep your eye out for that uh, video feel free to share it around and uh, again credit to Miskovic for coming up with that uh, that great idea Uh, Zach covered a lot here but uh, anything else that we're forgetting uh, we already talked about giveaways already talked about how important it is to buy your tickets and show up early. Any final thoughts here uh, before we look forward to uh, some Cyclone versus Grizzly action this weekend?
1: I don't think I got anything else. Just uh, show up early, be loud, and uh, be proud. And we're looking forward to uh, everyone here in Central Wisconsin having our backs here at Marathon Park this weekend.
0: Well said. And again, one last thank you. One last thank you to all of you. Uh, who have listened to the podcast, have come out during the regular season, all of our great sponsors, everything uh, has come together so well, and, and uh, it's really been a fun and special season, especially for those of us who have been here in Wausau for, for a few years already. It's been a very enjoyable season. So, uh, Zach, I believe that is it. Hopefully we talk to you next week with the Cyclones on their way to play either Peoria or Oregon. Oregon currently up one nothing in that series. Go Clones! Go clones. That is Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclone, Zach Surway. Hey, hockey fans. Head into Fleet Farm where you'll find everything you need. From tires to tree stands, drills to dog food, toys to tools, they've got it all. You can save even more at Fleet Farm when you join the Fleet Farm Rewards Loyalty Program. You get exclusive offers and it's totally free to sign up. Get everything you need at a low, low price at Fleet Farm. Shop in-store or online today. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. All right, and welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now, it's a little bit of a different interview, a little bit of a fun look kind of uh, inside how things work here at the Marathon County Ice Arena. Joining me, I have Dan Tannen and Jeremy. They're the men responsible for the, uh, keeping the building and keeping the ice intact and uh, giving us a, a great playing surface and a great atmosphere here uh, for the Cyclones game. So I guess we'll just run down the line if you guys wanna kind of start, uh, introduce yourself a little bit maybe, and then let us know uh, what your role is here and how long you've been working here uh, at the rink in, in Marathon. So Dan, we can start with you.
2: Okay, I'm Dan Schumacher. I've been working for the park department for about 20 years. And I uh, put my first five years in over at the operation shop so, and then moved over to uh, Marathon Park. So I've been here in Marathon Park uh, doing ice arenas for 15 years. Um, I think it's, it's really exciting to be, be a Zamboni driver because there's so few people that can operate the Zamboni and there's a lot of, of people, like kids, that enjoy seeing the Zamboni come out. They might not enjoy us so much, but they're enjoying
0: the Zamboni, so. Very much so. I, I told the other two uh, before we started recording, I was like, I got lots of Zamboni questions. Everybody loves the Zamboni. Everybody wants to be a Zamboni driver. So we're gonna cover that uh, in full. And uh, you kind of uh, answered one of my other questions too. So you guys all work for the city or the parks department or, or does anybody work directly for the, the building here? How does that kind of work? Tannen, uh, maybe you can take that on.
2: Um, well, I've been here for two years working at the ice arena,
0: and uh, it's fun driving the Zamboni, it's different, but yeah. So so did you get brought on like by the city, or who uh, do you, I guess who signs your checks, is it the city?
1: It's the it's county. County,
0: okay, yep. county. And then Jeremy, you're probably the one that I know the best, we yeah. interact almost every night. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, uh, give us a little bit too, a little bit about your piece of maybe what you're most responsible for here, or uh, how long you've been here.
3: I've been here probably, I think it's going on seven years. Um, I was a seasonal off and on, and then I finally came on as a full-time seven years ago. Like Dan was saying, you know, it's always fun driving a Zamboni. Everyone wants to come see it, come sit on it, um, take pictures by it, and they always try to make us toot to horn when it's going on by and give us high fives. And they kind of race us on the bleachers They start on one end, and when we're going down the bleachers, they kind of race us alongside, trying to catch up with us. But it's it's a good experience; it's
0: it's fun. Yeah, the entertainment factor is probably not something that you really, you know, when you get hired as uh, at this job, you probably weren't told like, hey, you know, you're going to be interacting with a lot of kids, a lot of. But it's probably something that comes with the territory and kind of just grow into it naturally. I would assume. Um, Were you all hockey fans? before you started this job, or, or what made you motivated here to work inside the rink? I guess
3: working here comes with a job. If we're, we're Me and Tandon work here at Marathon Park, and then when we get thrown into six months in the summer, we do first shift, and then during hockey season, we do six months um, second shift. So working with the ice rink comes with the territory by doing, we're working with the job. Okay.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's uh, something that I haven't made clear uh, is you guys obviously do more than just work inside this building, especially mm-hmm. as the parks department stuff. Um, are you outside like plowing the, the uh, parking lots and stuff like that or what really is uh, all encompassed uh, in your job here at Marathon Park? Well, well, we uh, salt the sidewalks and all that and shovel it all
4: off. But what made me want to be as a motor driver is my dad. My dad worked at
0: DC a real- quite a few years, and I watched him drive the Zam. I played hockey for a little bit. Okay, so I don't know if you had the inside track, you yeah, know, yep. for sure. Um, so, a lot of Zamboni talk, let's just jump right into it. Uh, what What's the key to the perfect resurface? Because obviously, it, it depends a lot on, from rink to rink, um, you know, the, the Zamboni doors are placed differently, rinks are different sizes, there's probably a different, you know, different struggles that come with different rinks, right, but is there like one Main, I would say, path or course that like everybody kind of bases it off of. That's like considered the correct way, or is it something that you kind of just teach yourself uh, based on the rink? I guess Dan, maybe we could start with you. Uh, in your mind, you know, when you when you pull off the ice, you look back, you haven't missed a single inch. You know, what's the key to that perfect research That's exciting.
2: Yeah, it's got to feel <laughs> that's good. Hard. It's got to feel
1: good. Yeah,
0: it does.
2: And uh, the biggest thing is to be able to read the ice. You know. Everybody says, well, you can go out there and set the, the conditioner down and anybody can resurface. That's not true because the inside the rink, uh, the temperature, we don't like to see any more than 48 to 50 degrees. And that, and a lot of people complain to us that uh, it's really, really cold the ice arena. Well, it's an ice arena yeah. and we try to do the best we can to be able to keep it as cool so that the ice sets up fast so that it gets hard and so they have a good surface to play on. They want a hard surface as you know being a hockey player they want the puck to be able to move fast and so it's different when you have figure skaters they want softer ice. so the biggest thing is to be able to put the right amount of water down that it sets fast enough Um, not that we you know go through and you know if we come through and it's not set up then we overlap on the conditioner about six to eight inches so if we're not setting up right away and we don't have it we have too much water then we're sucking it back up in the machine and we could freeze up then the vertical auger could freeze up on us
0: and people probably don't realize too that especially if they aren't involved with ice sports like Every different sport that involves ice needs different, uh, it, it needs to be treated differently and it's set up differently. I think curling ice is different than uh, what figure skaters prefer and what hockey players prefer. And even, you know, me growing up, it's like when you, when you play in Antigo, DC Everest, Merrill and Wausau, every rink, they all have a different feel. It's all the general same ice you're trying to play hockey, but you can tell, especially as the player, as the skaters, the ice is different. You know, DC Everest typically has a little softer ice for sure. Merrill, I always thought, had just perfect ice. Uh, great icing and um, that leads me to my next question is is the rink pretty much kept up year round here at, at marathon park or is it taken out during the summer it's taken out during the summer okay so that kind of adds a whole different element too versus places like i think dc everest most of the time keeps their ice up uh Merrill here you take you're taking it out and putting it in every year what kind of struggles come along with having to do that uh, every six months, eight months, whatever it is, taking the ice out, putting it back in. And then maybe to kind of uh, dive into, how, how is the ice so cold? Is there compressors under there? Uh, give me a little bit of that.
3: It's pretty much like, a, what, like the back of a refrigerator. <coughs> yeah. Coils underneath the ice, mm-hmm. or underneath the concrete. Um, it just freezes, and then the process of you know making the ice, we just get a cold spray a little bit of water um paint, paint, it, paint it add more water and then just use the hose for a little bit to, uh get enough water down to drive the zamboni to dump finish dumping water on
0: it painting can be kind of tedious too right you got to get those lines nice and straight and i've seen i've seen the process back in antigo of setting up the face off circles and stuff It's not easy no
3: we use paper we have papers we use paper circles yeah. paper lines so anything we hand paint is the gold oh, creases cool. okay. the blue the blue gold creases we paint Hand
0: paint okay and i know on anago too it was always a big problem come like march and stuff uh one of, uh, always one of the ends of the ice seems to start melting a little bit you got to do some kind of upkeep you guys run into that here at all or is it pretty well conditioned uh and kept it does it does it keep itself pretty well even in the summer months or in the warmer months
1: uh, it's, it's not bad. I or mean, if you're going to run in the summer,
0: it's hard right here because
2: these are more, they use these uh, barns, actually, their facility here is used for the fair and stuff, so mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of insulation in these buildings. So in the sun, that's why they don't really run ice in the summertime because it's not, sure. it's too hard to keep ice. Uh, the utility bills are really outstanding, sure. you know, if you, if you keep that in the summertime when it's warm. Humidity is a big thing, you know, there's too much humidity. Uh, to control, I think, more in the summertime, so that's why we keep it towards uh, fall
0: and that. Makes perfect sense. Um, so Zamboni obviously is the glorified part of the job, but you guys do a ton of, of other stuff to, uh, as, as upkeep for this place and um, obviously to, uh, to keep the building in check here. What are some of the unseen things that are maybe most important for keeping an ice rink intact that you know they aren't the glorified things they aren't the things that people see you doing during game night and stuff but what are some of the most important uh, unseen things that uh, are really important here running a hockey rink measurements yeah i think the ice thickness ice know?
3: thickness
2: yeah. and then when everyone's done the cleanup yeah. you know so i mean there's uh, two people that work on days and uh, mainly they're going to check the ice uh, measurements of thickness uh, twice a week once on Monday, usually and then on Friday. And uh, then they'll edge. They have to go around the boards and edge it, keep it smooth. And uh, then uh, inside making it level, keeping it as level as we possibly can. It's tougher here because we don't, the floors here have high and low spots, not like a regular rink where it's more level. Because this is an older building and, sure. and it's used for other things. Sure. So. yeah.
0: Well, you kind of alluded to another one of my questions. So you guys are doing perfect segues here. Um, you don't have to throw anybody specifically under the bus if you don't want to, but I was wondering what age group typically um, causes you guys the most, I guess, mess or work or repairs needed? Is it typically the youth or high school, old timers? Like, uh, what, I guess, what uh, age group kind of gives you the most guff as far as work to be done? Ooh as far as like ice maintenance? Yeah, ice maintenance, uh, like you said, locker room cleanup, up, just general garbage after games, things like that. Who seems yeah. to be the troublemakers? I mean, the,
2: the uh, older, like you have a lot of loss of less playing here. Uh, they're harder, uh, cyclones are harder on the ice because they're heavier. Sure. And they really work hard in the practices and that. So it's harder that way. Um, you have a lot of gouging of the ice and things like that going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's all, you know, it can be almost any group that uh, for cleanup and stuff. Cleanup is a big thing. People don't realize how tough it can be. The bleachers after games are completely covered with popcorn. People are dumping hot chocolate and things. accidentally. they don't do it on purpose, I'm sure. But things like that, the locker rooms have to be cleaned all the time and, and kept up uh, so there's a lot of a lot of things to do, you know, on cleanup
0: and you guys do a really great job keeping these locker rooms i'm sure very clean i'm sure sanitized and stuff because i just played an adult hockey tournament up in tomahawk just last week and those locker rooms man they haven't they look like they haven't been touched with a broom or a mop in. i don't know how long like and not to not not to say that's only in tomahawk you know you see that a lot especially in older rinks and older buildings but i think you guys do a really great job of kind of keeping it pristine here so uh good on you there and obviously that probably um it makes people want to come back to you know youth tournaments if they're traveling from far places. And you know it's like Wasa gives us a nice facility and a nice place to play, so that's that's got to be nice as well. Yep. We um, try to keep it yeah. clean. Yeah. clean and, yeah.
3: You know, make it welcoming for whoever comes into the locker room, saying, "Hey, this is a nice facility." You know, we try to make it as good as we can with what we got.
0: Especially yeah. hockey players, man. Our stuff stinks. We got tape balls. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of hockey players chew and all that. So I sure, know, we got yeah. dip spit, and everything. There's a lot to to consider. Um, so like I said, uh, good on you guys for doing such a good job here. Um, maybe you don't even know the answer to this, but I, this is one that I, I I personally am wondering how does someone become a quote unquote, like professional at the highest level here, like say the Minnesota wilds, Zamboni drivers or the guys that take care of like the professional rinks. Like, do you just continue to climb the ladder like any other job? Or is it kind of like, maybe you know somebody and you get it in or how how would somebody go about becoming like a, a professional Zamboni driver, if you will? Yeah, so that's all our a, dreams right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
3: a good question. I mean, once in a while we kind of look in the stands for scouts. Yeah. yeah. If we see Zamboni scouts or something. Yeah. Then it becomes an even bigger night for you, right? Oh, then you, yeah.
1: Then you really don't want to miss
0: a spot. You don't want to leave a dry patch out there, have too much water in the corners or whatever. So that's interesting. You know, yeah. players are looking for scouts and so are you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we try we try our best you know Oh, we can do. That's it. It always just, it, you know, Something that I've always been curious about. You know, you go to a, a, an NHL game, they usually got two different guys, yeah. running two Zambonis yeah. at a time yeah. or whatever. I'm always like, did that guy start at the youth level and work his way up? Or was he, maybe he was the son of the previous Zamboni driver? Who knows? Yeah. I'm just kind of curious how yeah. they kind of yeah. get to yeah. that level. Um, that's pretty much all I had prepared. Uh, again, thank you guys for all that you do. Um, a lot of information. Uh, stuff that I didn't know uh, even as a lifelong hockey player and fan uh, I'll leave the floor open to anything else you guys want to throw out there if we didn't touch on anything or anything You want to plug or anything the uh, floor is yours. Well, I
3: looked in most embarrassing moments oh boy! <laughs> most embarrassing moments. I didn't even think of that. Let's hear
0: some of those.
4: you
5: want to go first Dan? All
2: right, I think it was uh, the first year I was here um, It was Badger State game and uh, I was uh, training somebody on the Zamboni and uh, I was actually taking care of the nets, moving the nets for them, and they were on the Zamboni. And uh, you know, when you go through a Zamboni, they drop the water, and, and, and if it's not set up, it gets slippery, but I had to go out and talk to the Zamboni driver about something. So I went out there and talked to him and turned around and started walking back, and my shoes must have been covered with water or whatever. Before I know it, knowing what happened, I was on my back looking at the ceiling and like stars going around because he hit my head and my back you know yeah. and I look up and all, and, and there was a lot of people there and everybody is laughing and pointing <laughs> at me and that was very embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Probably getting a few whoops and you know, hooting and hollering yeah. especially when you're the ice guy you're the Zamboni guy and you end up flat on your back yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty funny but also you know dangerous as well I always worry about you know, like the in-between uh, periods and stuff when kids are running out, around out there without a helmet and stuff, it always makes me a slight bit nervous. You know, one, uh, even even a professional like you, you've been doing it for, for how long and, and you end up flat on your back. It definitely, uh, it could go wrong. Ice needs to be respected, you know, just yeah. as much as anything else. But uh, Tannen, you've been here obviously only a couple of years, you yeah. said, but there's gotta be something embarrassing that's um, happened already. Yeah, this year actually. So uh,
4: I was, I think it was Badger State games actually, right after everyone left. Oh, there's a couple people there Taking my first lap around, and uh, I ran through the
0: boards. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Like Mighty Ducks two style. Yeah, Mighty. And, yeah, literally. Just it was. It was. It was so it was, it was loud, broken glass, and yeah. it was pretty close. Yeah. Like so what happens then? Is there? Do you guys have replacement boards on hand, or is that obviously there's extra glass panels? You know, the mm-hmm. glass does break. You you have a, a routine process to replace that. But what happens if if a board gets messed up like that?
4: Well. We had to uh, just deal with it that night. Sure, uh, it was a little uh, uneven, I would say. Yeah, you right? had a door. That yeah, it was. It was a, it was the a door that swings open. The door oh, yeah. up and then you to hit the yeah. corner so not made, it. me. It wasn't made.
2: really. I don't know who. Uh, loosen the latch or whatever happened yeah. happened, you know, yeah. but I mean yeah. it wasn't just running through the board I mean he yeah. was careful. It just happened to open yeah. up and catch yeah. the Zamboni on the
0: side. So that brings me to another question. Is it make any difference if the doors are open to the bleep to the uh, benches rather or the door to the to the outside like uh, does that affect the Zamboni at all Do you guys have to be more careful or uh, is it just, you know, you're running along the, the end boards anyway, so having an open door doesn't matter as much. Well, know. Okay.
2: well you know, you got to be careful, you know, where the Zamboni enters and exits there because that's always usually open. Yeah, they pretty big. If you catch door, the too. side of the conditioner on or whatever, you know, as we're coming around. But a big thing is, like, uh, the other doors, the little doors that they're, you know, players area doors and things like that always should be locked or shut mm-hmm. for safety-wise, for doing have somebody jump out in front of the Zamboni and we can't stop. Right. So that's a big thing. Thing, they have all the doors closed
0: other than the one entering and exiting when we're resurfacing for the Zamboni. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. And obviously, Zamboni an expensive piece of machinery too, right. so I probably want to take every precaution there. Yeah. Last but not least, Jeremy, let's hear something.
3: Well, mine would have probably be right before the Cyclone game, and after their warm-up. I went out, I did a couple laps, and on the north end, my propane light came on to switch the tank. So I switched the tank over, went maybe five feet, the light came on again, and I had at least maybe four more, four more stripes to get, so I had to run off the ice, switch both tanks, come back on the ice, and I had like two minutes and 37 seconds left until the cyclones hit the ice, and then I had BJ, I had Brad, and I had Zach come down by me real quick and ask what happened to the Zamboni, and so no, I just, ran out of gas for some odd reason and had their <laughs> tank didn't open up. So I switched both tanks and that was kind of embarrassing right there, running off the ice when there's still stuff yeah. left to do on the ice and people probably thought, well what's this guy doing? You know, yeah. half the ice clean and half the ice not
0: clean. That's kind of funny, so, running out of gas right then. The yeah, what I kind know. of uh, you've seen in movies and stuff like that, Zambonis, out on the out on the roads and you know sometimes I take them to do outdoor rigs and stuff. What kind of gas mileage are we looking at on a machine <laughs> like that? Cannot be good.
3: Well, what do, what do we usually get on a tank? A propane tank, maybe what? We
0: get quite a few runs.
3: I don't know how many runs we usually get. It should be a 10 run. Maybe what, 10 to, to 14 runs? somewhere in that area. Maybe 10 to 14 runs out of a tank? Hard. So not horrible. No. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: runs off propane? Off propane, yeah. yeah. Oh, Interesting. All right, gentlemen well thank you very much this went way longer than i thought it would it was great um and if any of you fans anybody uh if you're here at the rink you see any of these guys make sure you stop and thank them because uh, like i said there's there's other rinks that are definitely not upkept and held and, and uh, uh put together as well as this rink and I'm, I'm sure i know you guys take a lot of pride in that yeah. as well so uh stop and uh and say thank you and uh, maybe I'm sure chat them up for a second if you want to know anything else that that we didn't cover here on uh, in this interview. But gentlemen, thank you again very much. And uh, I guess let's let's hope for a Cyclones win on Saturday. Really cool. yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. James. Yeah, thank you. you bet. That is Dan Tannen and Jeremy. With hockey season beginning to wind down, you may find yourself with some more time on your hands than usual. Lucky for you, ALVS has just the right opportunity for you to fill that time. It can also help you boost your GPA and possibly even earn you college credit. What you may not know, and hey, we didn't know this either, is that Apex Learning was the first provider of online AP classes. So who better to take an AP class online from? And it's not too late. There's plenty of time to sign up for their AP psychology course and be ready for the college board exam on May 3rd. Having an AP course on your transcript is always a good idea and when you are applying to colleges. First of all, you know how smart you're gonna look? Second, AP courses are typically weighted more heavily and will increase your GPA a bit more than a regular class. So for instance, a B will actually calculate as an A, and who doesn't need a little help uh, here and there raising their GPA? Take it one step further and sit for the AP exam and score a three or higher, and most colleges will give you credit for that college class. ALVS AP Psych is already approved by the NCAA, so earning a B or higher will also help you raise your overall NCAA core GPA. And even if you graduated from high school already, NCAA will accept this as college credit as long as you haven't enrolled full-time in college yet. So many reasons to take AP Psych with ALVS, sign up now, and you'll have 12 weeks to complete the course and be prepared to sit for that AP exam on May 3rd. Take your academic training uh, to the next level and enroll today. We have a new promo code just for this course. It's worth $50 off. That's a pretty darn good deal, $50 off. So just jot this down. I love Psych 22. That's I love Psych 22. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now, Uh, Is the head coach of the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Bailey and coach? First of all, I think a huge congratulations are in order. You guys took the brooms down to Peoria and uh, a couple of close victories, but uh, victory is a victory. One overtime, uh, one regular, the regulation, I should say, both three to two. You guys eclipsed the 20 win mark on the season, end up with, I believe, 21 uh, wins total on the season. A massive, massive accomplishment. And you end the season uh, on the right note, right? You, you, you couldn't have gone better uh, heading into playoffs this weekend, I don't think.
4: No, I, I don't think there's any better way to finish off the regular season. And, and you know, the weekend before playoffs doesn't get much better than that. But that was a fantastic, uh, fantastic weekend for us. It was a complete 60 minutes for two uh, two full games there. And a complete team effort. And I couldn't have been happier with the result there and just perfect timing, you know, a weekend before playoffs, like I mentioned, and, you know, writing that uh, a high note going into playoffs is, uh, you know, couldn't ask for more there.
0: Yeah, and it was the usual suspects scoring the goals are uh, getting on on the score sheet, um, you know, Hayden Shoemaker, Gage Veers, but and the like, but uh, between the pipes, both goaltenders played very well. I think Mitch kind of uh, got himself back on track. And Ryan Burke uh, continues to impress. And we've seen him a uh, limited amount this season, but he's looked pretty good uh, each and every time he's touched the ice. Um, how did you get your your guys to focus? Obviously, you know, you're already in the playoffs. You could easily focus on next week, focus on Rochester. But how did you get them to really lock in for these final two games and, uh, you know, have everything go so well from the from the crease on out?
4: Yeah, you know, and it was the the message that we really kind of shared was um, you know, yeah, we locked up playoffs already, but these these games still have meaning, you know. We're still um looking to dial in all of our details and really fine tune our game going into playoffs here and uh really cultivate that winning mentality and that that uh competitive edge and that playoff mentality and boys really took that in stride and obviously the results, you know, spoke for themselves there and um, you know, I'm really excited I Had a few great weeks or a few great practices this week already and, uh, going into this weekend on a high note. So couldn't have asked for more there. So tomorrow
0: is Thursday, as we record it's Wednesday night, you guys gonna, uh, practice hard. I'm sure try and show up a few things and then you're going to hit the road and head on over to Rochester. So Rochester. So, uh, realistically, you know, is the message, are you hoping, Hey, let's, knock these two wins out and, uh, and, and move on? Or is the goal to try and split and give yourself life on Sunday?
4: Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're going into every game with the, you know, the goal of winning. So, but we've really just, we're really approaching it one game at a time and, you know, one period at a time from there and trying not to look too ahead. So our focus is really on Friday night, but, you know, going into every game, you're always going for the win. And um, like I said, that, that playoff mentality, that winning mentality and competitive edge and whatever it takes, you know, mindset. So, um, that's the that's the thought process. And, you know, just look into Friday night right now and give it everything that we have and play our game and the results will, uh, you know, hopefully go in our favor.
0: Coach, that's pretty much all I got for you. Uh, I told you we keep it short and sweet. You obviously got a ton on your mind and, and a lot to look forward to this weekend. So we appreciate the couple of minutes. And as always, best of luck. I'm looking forward uh, regardless result on Friday. I'm really looking forward, as I think the rest of uh, everybody in the organization is to host in that home playoff game on Saturday. So uh, good luck on Friday and, and we'll see you at the rink on Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. You bet. That is head coach of the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Bailey. Tommy's express car wash has everything you need to keep your car clean. And with locations in both Weston and Wausau, it's never been more convenient with their amazing conveyor belt loading system and license plate recognition technology. You can be in and out in three minutes or less. Plus, Take care of the inside of your car with free vacuums and floor mat washers right there on site. Tommy's Express on Schofield Ave in Weston and Bridge Street in Wausau. All right, and welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me for this week's Players Only segment, the last one, or hopefully not the last one, but potentially the last one of the regular season, it is uh, goaltender number 39 from Parker, Colorado, Ryan Burke. Ryan, uh, thank you for joining me tonight, and uh, first of all, um, congratulations on uh, on the win this last weekend. I think it was your second win of the season, am I correct?
5: Yes, sir. Yep.
0: Uh, and, and you've Came played against va-
5: uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I said uh first one was against St. Louis uh, right before the break, um, and then I got the last game of the season against Peoria, which was... Pretty big honor for me to uh, come in and step up and get a chance to express myself and play my game, you know?
0: Yeah, you haven't had a ton of ice time this season, which is it's going to we're going to get into it um, and kind of your role that you found on this team. But as I'm looking at it right now, two wins, two losses, but the two losses uh, you played pretty well, including uh, a big game last week against your opponents, playoff opponents, uh, the Rochester Grizzlies. Uh, but like you said, you know it's a big spot. You get to to step up and uh, um, get some time between the pipes and the last game of the regular season. So obviously, you know, Coach Bailey uh, looking to reward you a little bit for I'm sure your all your hard work uh, and being a great supportive teammate and part of that uh, great goalie group uh, here this year. So again, congratulations. We're going to touch on all that in just a couple minutes. But usually, how I start these things. Uh, Just give me a little bit about you. Obviously, you grew up in Colorado. Um, Did you know a couple of uh, guys on this team, uh, or how did you end up here with the Wausau Cyclones? Because I know Colorado has been kind of a hot pocket for talent uh, for us here this year.
5: Yeah, so uh, last season I uh, played U18 AA at Littleton Hockey with uh, Blake Neal and Brennan Valencia on the team, and uh, I saw that... Uh, the Wausau's in a camp in Littleton that summer, actually. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it my shot, go out there and see what I can do. And it turns out that, you know, the coaches and the uh, the owner staff really liked me. So I decided to come out here and, you know, give them a shot. And I'm still in my uh, senior year of high school. So actually, I decided to take the leap and go online and come out here and, you know, just grind every day and continue to develop as a goaltender and as a player
0: yeah I did not know you were still in high school so um, that's obviously gives you a little bit of a jump a little bit of a lead and you have an opportunity to play a little bit but uh, all in all I'm sure just a year of experience a year of hard work and practice and then getting to kind of learn and watch behind guys like uh, Mitch and Doja and that's It's it's got to be a a very beneficial year for you, I would think, uh, especially moving forward. Uh, So that's kind of what I wanted to get into, um, because it's got to be tough, right? When when you're out there practicing all season long, working hard and, you know, you get to suit up for a handful of games, play in a couple as well. But uh, was it difficult for you uh, having to sit or uh, go unsuited as much as you did this year? Was that kind of what you were expecting coming into the season?
5: Um, to be honest, it was kind of what I was expecting at the start of the season. I kind of went in knowing that I might not get the games I felt I, I'd want, basically. But, you know, surrounded by Mitch and Zach, as you were saying, like, it's, it's such a great group of goaltenders. And, like, we just boost each other up. And I'm always there to hype them up. And I'm just here for the team. And uh, I'll do anything to for the team to win, you know, and it's just kind of how it goes and everybody's got that red shirt collar year. And, uh, I'm just kind of doing my time right now and hopefully, uh, to get some advancements in the future. So, yeah, I'm just, I was just kind of out here for my development, but I'm really happy of where it's it's been going. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially as being as young as you are, uh, you definitely can afford, like you said, kind of that red shirt year and you're not really, uh, doing yourself any harm or wasting any time. Um, but you get into a goalie group, uh, with Dojan and with Mitch. And what's kind of unique is Mitch went through a very similar situation last year. He was on the Wausau River Wolves, but I don't believe he saw a single second of ice time uh, last season. Have you talked to him at all about, and then obviously he came back this year, had himself a really, really good season, uh, probably added a few extra years to his uh, hockey career based on the way he played this year. But has he kind of encouraged you at all, or have you talked to him at all and picked his brain about, you know, the the place that he came from last year, not having seen any ice time uh, to how good he's been this year. And maybe uh you're hoping to to kind of follow suit.
5: Yeah, he's always just been there to encourage me and like to boost boost me up and stuff like that. And he just kept telling me, like, you know, your time will come. And it's like uh, he's right. You know, like he, he got his shot after working his butt off the entire summer and, training day in and day out. And it's like, I, I look at what he's done and it's kind of an inspiration to me. It's like, all right, so I, I know I can get there with the help of these guys. Cause I'm just, I'm just trying to learn off of them and they're trying to learn off of me. And it's, uh, it's a pretty nice system we got going on, but yeah, it's, it's been a blast just hanging out and being able to be there for them as a whole group.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think you've set yourself up self up well. Hopefully uh, you're planning on coming back uh, and being in a Cyclones jersey again next season. But um, and then, you know, as you move on, maybe another younger guy comes in and you can uh, again be like I was in your shoes and it kind of just goes down the line. So it's really kind of neat how that's uh, working out here in Wausau. But uh, you've only allowed 13 goals on the season, just over a 3.0 goals against with a 91.6 save percentage. Uh, those numbers gotta feel pretty good, especially playing against much older and uh more developed, more experienced talent that you've seen uh in your in your few games this year.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm actually super proud of uh those numbers and like just what I've been given this season and how I've been able to respond, I guess. Cause like being able to get the opportunity to jump in against Rochester, especially kind of just opened my eyes up of like. All right, this is big boy hockey now, and it's this is how it's going to go, and it definitely helped me be be able to realize that. And yeah, I'm actually I'm very uh, proud of my accomplishments, I guess, and my numbers, and I'm hoping to get keep getting those up, you know.
0: Yeah, as you should be, and uh, I think you've proved also to to Coach Bailey. You know, in a pinch, not a lot of teams can go to their third guy and have a ton of confidence, and I think you've really uh, instilled yourself as. As somebody he can uh, lean on and rely on and trust, uh, not only this season, if it, if it was to come down to it, but uh, in the future as well. And you touched kind of on uh, jumping in against Rochester, a lot of younger goaltenders who had a lot of time between starts and, and uh, didn't really see a ton of in-game action. Might have been a little bit overwhelmed, you know, in front of a big home crowd against one of the best teams in the NA3. And you came out. And played a very very good game, so uh, you you should be proud of that uh, for sure. A uh, couple couple questions on the lighter side here. I'm looking at your picture, your uh, profile picture on our website. You got some lettuce on you, man. Have you always <laughs> had uh, always had the long hair? You like it flowing out of the back of your helmet, or uh, oh, is yeah. this like a later in life thing? Or tell me a little bit about your hair history here.
5: Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I decided to grow it out like my freshman year of high school, and you know I just kind of stuck with it then and. Uh, it's been kind of like my landmark form, I guess. I don't know. Like I, I kind of just, I really rock with it. And it, it looks great in the helmet, so you can't go wrong. So.
0: A hundred percent, hundred percent. It looks great. I never had, I had longer hair, but it was never that like curly sticking out of the back of the helmet. And especially when you're out there making like flashing the leather, making some sick saves, like just having that, having that flow, uh, just makes it, okay. it makes it, it, it looks extra sick on a goalie. Um, so uh, you planning on keeping it or uh, gonna gonna uh, get rid of it this summer? or it. what's the plan?
5: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna keep it for a bit. See how long I can ride the wave. See how
0: ridiculous it can get, huh
5: Yeah, the chicks like it, so I'm. To sure. keep it. <laughs>
0: hey, that's what matters most. Oh yeah. Um, I just a couple more here before I let you go. Uh, you've obviously uh, been with these guys all season long and you've had kind of the chance to to sit back and soak in such a successful season overall. From your point of view, in your opinion, what is it that's been so special about this group of guys that's uh, enabled you guys to have so much success? 21 wins on the season, a playoff appearance. Uh, What is it about this group of guys that's so special, makes everybody get along and just clicks so well?
5: You know, it kind of started at the start of the season when nobody really knew each other. And like, we kind of had to, get that team bondage going so we were always like out doing like extracurricular activities just like having fun with the boys and i feel like that really helped boost our chemistry as a team and we've we've pro- proven and shown to each other that like we can stand up for our teammates and like when you have that as a group it's it's really special in my opinion and it's it's really it's really cool actually um because i haven't really been able to have this kind of chemistry and everything with a different group of guys so it's really nice to see and everybody's there for each other and everybody, everybody's picking each other up and it's just really special.
0: It it really is special because especially at this league where everybody's competing, everybody wants to advance, everybody's kind of fighting for those spots. You don't often see all the guys get along as well as you guys seem to from top to bottom of the roster. Um, And I've heard a lot of similar answers when I asked that question too. So I think a lot of the props has to go to coach Bailey and uh, you know his his ability uh, to work with you guys and kind of be your friend, but also be your leader and really encourage you guys to uh, hang out outside of the rank. I know you guys have done some community work together and stuff. So a lot of credit goes to him as well.
5: Oh yeah, for sure. He's he's the heart and soul of our team. He busts his butt every single time and like is staying late after practices, doing stuff for us. He's helping sharpen skates. He's doing everything he possibly can to help this team win and all the guys acknowledge it and we all respect it because he, like we know that we can bounce off him and he can bounce off us. And it, it's, it's just really nice to see for sure.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I've been, I'm, I'm very happy for him the success too that uh, he's been able to lead you guys this season. Uh, I know how hard he works. So uh, Ben, okay. been kind of nice to watch him grow as you know, we've been here for three years together in Wausau as well. So just a really cool season overall. Last question I got for you before I let you go you wear the number 39 for the Wausau Cyclones but what was your number growing up I was always a 30 guy I was born on the 30th Martin Broder my all-time favorite player uh just everything was 30 for me have you always been 39 or was that kind of forced uh given to you because the other numbers were taken up
5: um it was was a little bit forced but growing up I was more of a 33 guy for Patty Waugh I was a big Patty Waugh fan and uh during high school, I, I rocked 29 for uh, Marc Andre Fleury, and I was hoping 29 would be uh, available for this season, but I, I had to go with the, the 39 instead. And you, you know what? Hashik's got that number. It's it's not a terrible number. I, I, I rock with it. Maybe I can make something of it, but
0: yeah. Yeah, there's some. <laughs> yeah. There's some guys that have uh that have borne that number and uh and worn it proudly. Twenty-nine maybe will be available next. Se- Who's got it? I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Who's twenty nine? I don't think
5: anybody has it, but I okay. don't think they had it in goalies so eyes. Uh that all right. Well we get a change of that next season,
0: but yeah, I was gonna say maybe talk to Zach, maybe talk to Colin and and they can do something for you next year. Mark Andre Fleury, my second favorite goalie of all time. But I feel like you and I could get into some spirited debates of uh Patrick Waugh versus Martin Broder sometime. That might be oh, yeah, fun. for sure. I'm, I'm still going to stick with
5: my uh, Patty Wall greatest of all time. But
0: Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I'll try and change I, I your
5: mind. I like but... the Marc-Andre or right. the, the Martembro doer pick.
0: <laughs> right. Um, at least we agree Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, he's he's probably the best guy going and uh, been so for, for quite a while now. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously you could argue Vasilevsky uh, and at one time Carey Price, but I think I don't know. Marc-Andre Fleury is just something special, man. Those uh, French-Canadian goaltenders, you just can't beat them.
5: Oh, yeah. There's something different for
0: sure. For sure. For well,
5: sure, for
0: sure. been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I always have fun talking to the goalies, man. So, yeah, uh, I, I was one my whole life, and I always got a special place in my heart. So, it's been fun watching you. The little bit I've got to see you this season, and I and, uh, hope to see much, much more of you uh, next season, whether it's in 29, 39, whatever. I'm looking forward to to seeing you between the pipes again.
5: Well, thank you for having me as well, and uh, yeah, thank you again.
0: Of course, uh, and, uh, and good luck this weekend, um, and uh, if, if it's the end of the road for you guys, a, a heck of a season, and if not, uh, let's go get either uh, Peoria or Oregon, but got to get to Rochester first, so I know that's the goal, so no best doubt. of luck to you guys this weekend, and again, thanks for hopping on. Thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. That you. is number 39 goaltender, Ryan Burke. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com.